0: Quack, quack, a honk, honk, and a vroom, vroom to you and yours. I am Stan Poggle here on Outdoor Adventures, and I'm always joined by my good friend and host of Outdoor Adventures, my good friend, legendary guide in freshwater fishing, Hall of Famer, Chris Kudak on the line as always. How are we doing, bud? Good, good. We got uh, a, little, a lot of stuff going on. We got five inches of rain this morning. I almost hit a bear on the highway yesterday. <laughs> uh, Was he coming Gary for your Gary peanut Gary butter a- sandwiches yeah. or what? Yeah, yeah. lots of stuff going on. There definitely is. Uh, We had a good show last week, too. I want to remind uh, folks, if you haven't heard yet, we had uh, GOP candidate uh, Jeff Johnson on last week's show. So if you miss any part of that or want to listen to it again or for the first time, just uh, get that free iHeartRadio app, and you can search Outdoor Adventures there. And uh click the follow button on there, too. That way you'll never miss an episode of uh, Outdoor Adventures. And you can listen to that interview we had with uh gubernatorial candidate Jeff Johnson here last week. And I know our friend Sue Jeffers, I believe, is going to have him on next week from the Dakota County Fair. So look forward to that as well. And uh lots of things, like you said, happening, Kudak. we got some new laws going into effect. Uh Sounds like you're going to be pretty happy in the deer stand from what I hear this year, huh? Yeah, it
1: sounds like we could shoot two deer. I'm kind of waiting. I'm, I'm thinking of probably be a bucket of dole, or you know maybe two does. Or I you know I don't know. They haven't really said that. I stopped in yesterday to grab a law book, but they didn't have 'em out yet for the big game. And before we forget, we got a we got a few things to uh, get 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 through here. Oh, Al Swenson, the one that he's on our video there. He uh, did a beer tasting deal up there at the fish house with you here. Oh, well, that's right. and uh, it's his. 34th anniversary for him and Karen Swenson. So, we're we're going to shout it out to them, too. Happy anniversary. Uh, Don't go get too balled up tonight, you two.
0: (laughs) Oh, I feel sorry for that poor woman. How does she put up with it?
1: She is a saint. I mean, uh, we were up north that they bought. they got a cabin up on uh, Cold Bay there, and we were up there with their daughter and, and 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 her fiancé, and we were sitting by the campfire. Karen's one of them people that She's a farm girl, so she's got to keep feeding you, feeding you, feeding you. And either she's feeding you hot dogs, hamburger, watermelon, <laughs> or beer. Your, your your hands are never empty. And them two argue and fight like they've been married for 150 years.
0: Yeah, well, that's good then. Then they're uh, doing the right things. The way it sounds, that makes a good relationship. Yeah, yeah
1: they're 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 a, a match made in heaven. Them two, uh, really good people. So, yeah, uh, you know, I've known them. Being, I mean, I'll be with the grade school together. I've known them for many many years and. Uh, you know, just a shout out. Have a happy anniversary, you two. If you need to, for me and stand to come and bail you out of the jail and put you in the sidecar, get you home, you give us a call.
0: That is right. I'll uh, have one. That cheers on me as well uh, for Alby and his uh, wife as well. Happy anniversary to you two. But uh, and, and, go ahead. And,
1: and you will be happy to know Uh-oh. that I, I did receive my computer back. Oh, yesterday. all is right in the world last, again. Last, last I got it ah. yesterday, so now I, I got seven thousand uh unread emails that I got on there, so I've been there deleting this. It's gonna take me about a month to do all this stuff. But uh shout out to Jason at IFix Electronics in Malacca. This guy is, is 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 a miracle worker. I'll tell you what, if you got a phone that's broke or a computer or whatever, this guy is a computer genius. I mean, you go into Malacca, he's at the old dairy queen in there and he can fix about anything and he and he's very reasonable and uh, And a good guy. I mean, he he, he had my computer, got all the parts, put the hard drive or whatever, the floppy disk or whatever he put in the thing, but
0: (laughs) it's up and running. Oh, the old floppy disk. I can't believe he pulled that one out. But, uh, yeah, you definitely, I think, need to – maybe go to one of those community education computer classes or something. I know they they have those in the schools, and they have them in the community. You might want to check into one of those, because I heard you had, what, 90-some viruses on? I mean, what kind of smut were you looking at, Kudak? Come on, let's be honest here.
1: Like I said, you know, I got hacked. Oh, sure. I mean, there was pictures (laughs) and stuff on this computer that (laughs) I have no idea what's there, and I don't know where this guy was from, some other country, whatever. You know, who knows? I mean, but now I got this deal in there. I don't think they can hack it no more. And I think I, I think once I get it all figured out and get everything done and cleaned up, and you know, it'll be, uh, you know, I, like you said, I, I'm probably gonna have to break down and have the granddaughter come over and show me how to operate this
0: thing. Yeah, I think so. I don't even think you're uh, friends with with our own page on Facebook at this point because you got hacked. But just just a little hacker tip. I'm no computer whiz by any means, but if you ever get a you know an email from a from a young lady that's about half your age, and she she's really interested in you. Just uh, just to let you know, it's it's probably fake, and don't click on anything.
1: Well, I I, I uh, usually usually if I don't know the people, or they got somebody that I know that's friends <laughs> with them. But usually I don't friend them. I mean, I I know that much. But you know, I had uh, I don't know how I did it or what I did or I I might have hit something or whatever happened, but. It ain't gonna happen again. After this, after this fiasco, it ain't happening again. But I was I was up fishing here last week with some guys, and as you know, we talked about that Prescott bait over in in Prescott, Wisconsin. And the gentleman sent me some plastic stuff, some walleye stuff, and some bass stuff. And he's got some bass worms, and they're not in his catalog. They're new. at What he's doing it, and he was on uh, Minnesota bound. Last weekend, I believe, with Rod Sure and them, and he was showing how he ejects the stuff and this and that. And I was using this. We were bass fishing up on the north end with with a couple guys. That I'll tell you what, I I used one of the, the night crawlers. It's kind of like a for a drop shot rig.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I never changed all day. I used that same worm all day, on a, on a kind of like a rig, and I caught lots of bass on it. And I'm going to be calling this uh, Tim again and tell him I, I need some more of them because they do work. And I'm not a plastics guy, but he's making me a believer out of these, and, and uh, they do work.
0: Well, there's a lot of people going to that just because uh, it's it's more economical at times, and, you know, if you don't get out there fishing all the time. I know half the time I go fishing, I use two, two minnows, and then the rest just go dead because yeah. you know, I don't catch yeah. any fish. You know how that goes.
1: But, you know, you know, bass tournaments, they got, and I, I, I'm i learning more about these bass tournaments. You can only use such length of rod. You, can, you know, they can't use any live bait. It's all, all artificial. And, you know, I've got just as many walleyes on this artificial as I do bass. I mean, these, these walleyes, especially on they they bite this artificial stuff. So, you know, more and more you play with it. And, you know, like Cody Roswick said back years ago with Berkeley stuff, you got to have confidence in this stuff. You got to use it and have confidence, like anything else. Well, I'll tell you what. I've been using this stuff because we, we, you know, I haven't been fishing walleye, so We had a few walleye trips there and the launch and this and that. But people call this guy at Prescott and, and go on his Facebook and look at his stuff. I mean, he's got some really neat walleye walleye minnows and, and, and bass stuff and and pan, he's got some really good panfish stuff. And it's uh, it's well worth it, and I got some panfish stuff coming for Camp Confidence because that's coming up this month on the twenty fourth and twenty fifth. So I'll be up there doing the kids deal again, and it should uh, it should be fun.
0: Well, we have plenty to chat about today. We'll chat more on the uh, deer hunting opportunities. It Looks like you deer hunters are going to have more opportunities to uh, bag a deer this year. Um, also, we had that big story coming out of uh, Southern Minnesota with the over the limit situation and the turn in poachers, and and that's a great thing for the tip program. But it's a it's a bad thing if you're an outdoorsman because if there's one of them out there, there's probably more.
1: And yeah, and you know what, I I, I believe that if you are caught poaching in this state, don't matter if it's big game, small game, whatever, fish. I believe that they should plaster your name on the paper and your picture on on there. You know, that's like I, I seen here on the news yesterday about these protesters down in Minneapolis, blocking, you know, walking right downtown Minneapolis and they're blocking the people. Can't people can't get to work and they can't. You know, if you're protesting, why can't you go out and get a job? And if I was a, if I was a police chief down there in Minneapolis. And you're blocking the highway or you're blocking the road. I said, I I would take care of them one barrel swoop. I'd go find me the biggest honeydew truck in the state. (laughs) I'd back that thing down the street and I'd open the gates on that. And I'd say, here you go, boys, take a shower. (laughs) We'll see how long they want to protest when I got done with
0: them. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you're always a political politically correct when it comes to that stuff so uh we'll maybe we'll definitely get more into that topic because that'll be an interesting conversation as far as what we should do with these poachers and and people that are i mean these folks were 225 limits over the Regular limits, so it's something of astronomical proportions in my mind. So, and unfortunately, probably a lot of those fish were going to end up going to waste, which is even sadder. But I'm um, also got some new laws going into effect that'll affect uh, some people in the outdoors. Hopefully it is not you. We'll get to that. Uh, Some bad news for Medicine Lake. Uh, Apparently Starry Stonewort has been confirmed in that lake. And we got a few tournaments coming up for sturgeon fans, musky fans, and also veterans out there. Great chance for you to take in an opportunity up at Lake of the Woods. We'll discuss that as well. And I, I received two phone numbers for our next guest, Terry Tackletuma and one of them worked and one of them did not. So hopefully we will have Tackle Terry Tuma coming up next here on Outdoor Adventures, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free I Radio app. rolls on here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. Don't forget to download that. Search Outdoor Adventures, and you can catch our show anytime. Download it and listen anytime on the free iHeartRadio app. And also don't forget to check out our Facebook page. Uh, Alby's celebrating his, what was it, 35th anniversary today, Kuduk 34. 34, 30, 34. so uh, he is on there doing the uh, beer challenge with yours truly on the uh, Facebook, there's some uh, iceberg uh, jumping on there. Um, general fun stuff on the on that Facebook because that's where you can actually have a little fun once in a while, you know, without all the all the uh, skeptics and all the censors. Uh, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, our next guest, you know, we got tackle Terry Tuma, a legend. A legend. I mean, this guy has been in the industry a long time. Good, good guy. Uh, Does a lot of sports shows and a lot of uh, uh, seminars. And he's the kind of guy that's, oh, he's up with the rest of them that you run into him somewhere, or if you see him at the boat landing or a bait store, or, you know, he'll stop and he'll visit with you. I mean, if you got questions for him, you know, he'll stop and talk to you, and he's, he's, that's the kind of a guy,
0: Yeah. You better be careful, though, because if you keep uh, propping him up like that, all the neighborhood guys are going to be uh, pulling by with their boats, asking him questions. Isn't that right, Terry?
2: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chris. That's quite an introduction. I appreciate well,
1: that. Terry's uh, the kind of guy that would probably just say, Here, take my boat, there's my equipment, my truck's
2: gas up, and bring it back when you're done. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but it, uh, no, and, and you're right. I think you, all three of us are willing to answer any question that people may have. And that really helps. You know, if they have these questions, uh, why not ask them as best as you can? And don't give them a bump steer. tell them the way it is.
1: Well, I was always, you know, in the bait store business and this and the guiding, and, you know, people come up and ask you, and and you're like me. I mean, you want these guys to go out and have a good time, go out and catch fish, and, and you know, say, oh, you know what, this guy did give me
2: a good tip and tell me how to do it. And, you know, word of mouth is, is the best thing you can do for yourself. It really is, Chris, and yes, and, you know, and there's a lot of people that do have, you know, a lot of questions. I've uh, you know, at the boat landings, or phone, or emails, or whatever. Uh, there's a lot of questions that uh, are asked, and yes, you ask them to the best of your ability. If you can't answer it, tell them that.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's you know, back when I was in the bait store business, you know, in the selling bait and tackle, guys would come in and say, "Well, what what do you catch you?" well, you know, use this spoon, half half, uh, you know, pinch the minnow head off, put some wax worms or your larvae on the other. And I just bounce it off the bottom and, and, you know, get some get some muck going or some dirt going and get their attention. And, you know, two days
2: later, these guys come
1: back in and they say, Were well, you got more of them jigging spoons?
2: Oh, yes, well, that's right. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and uh, you know, there's a lot of people. In fact, sometimes, uh, in fact, just uh, what a week ago or so, somebody was asking me about so I gave them a couple crankbaits to go and try. You know, and why not? You know, hopefully they, they, it'll work for them. They can catch a few fish and keep on fishing, promote fishing.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's like hopefully they're talking about statewide poor walleyes or this. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who we get in for a new governor. If if they're interested in the outdoors or if they're not interested in the outdoors, if they're going to work with, with us and in, in, in promote the outdoors. We had uh, was a, uh, Johnson on last weekend on the radio, and I come right out and ask him, I says, uh, you know, how about some state-run casinos? I says, to get some revenue, to pay for our parks, to pay our taxes, to pay, you know, some general fund stuff. And I says, to give us a break. And, you know, he, he kind of gave a good answer. You know, he's kind of looking into it. He's interested in it. Well, you know, and then he, then he come and said, you know, well, you know, we got people that have gambling problems. Well, it's just like an alcoholic or a drug dealer. If you go to the, the native casinos or if you're going to go to the white man casinos or if you're going to go see a bookie somewhere. You're going to find some place to gamble.
2: Oh, that's exactly correct. Yes. Yes, you're right. And, you know, it's it's an addiction just like, as you mentioned, drugs or alcohol.
0: Well, Terry, you definitely have the odds in your favor, I'm guessing, when you go out fishing. Uh, a lot better odds than I do of uh, catching the big one. But it uh, sounds like you're down south here the cities a little bit. How are things down on the river?
2: Good. uh, And thanks. Uh, Yes, I was out. uh, I've been on the river quite a bit this year, walleyes and bass, both. And I was just uh, out there yesterday. In fact, I was going to fish this morning, but the weather decided to change that. But uh, the fishing is very, very good. Not very many people fishing, believe it or not, Stan. And uh, also, too, uh, I was fishing for uh, bass, uh, uh, not uh, walleyes, the bass, both large and smallmouth, with some pretty good success casting crankbaits.
0: Well, you were saying something too, and this was interesting. Um, just changing, you know, a little bit of line diameter and a little little adjustment here and there, and I think that's probably my problem. I get that I get those memories going, and I'm like, well, I caught them on this last time, and I'm really uh, reluctant to maybe try something new or something different. So, uh, how important is that when you're out fishing?
2: Well, it's very, very important. We do need to experiment. We do need to try and. Someone was telling me I always promote the idea of if fish are biting, then try your new lures. Do not try new lures when they're not biting. And this individual told me that's awful hard to do, but you can do it, and you'll know if it works or not. And yes, uh, what I was I was using a number five uh, shad wrap for the bass and casting uh, at uh, an angle. We can talk a little bit about that. But uh, And I just felt it wasn't going quite deep enough. I, I was fishing some riprap areas and wanted to tick the rocks, and I was using 10-pound mono. And So I switched to fire line uh, with a spinning reel and dropped down to a number four shad wrap, and that really allowed me to tick those rocks, and that's where the fish activity really started to take hold.
1: Yeah, you, know, you know, Jerry, and I... I found out the same thing on Mille Lacs. I was I was doing some drop shots and, and, and some rigging out there, and I had 10-pound test fluorocarbon on, and I went to 6-pound test fluorocarbon. And I went to a rattle sinker, and I went to a, a different weedless hook, and it made the whole difference in
2: the world. I mean, I got a few fish on the 10-pound, but not like on the lighter stuff. Well, you're right, and that happens so often. I can recall uh, uh, some studies being done, and the average anger throughout the country uses 10-pound test light. And there are many, many, many times that 10 pounds is a major deterrent, and, what we have, and the reason that the crankbaits ran deeper is because of the, uh, it was more uh, water resistance or drag resistance uh, versus uh, braid versus the fire line, which is much thinner. And uh, was uh, I was using eight-pound test, so that was a little bit uh, less in strength, but that made a major, major difference in that crankbait, besides using a smaller crankbait. How many walleyes did you catch when you were throwing them crankbaits? I didn't catch any, Chris. uh, No, we will either. But what I did, uh, I did catch a couple of pike. One was really big. Caught about a 15 inch crappie casting. And, uh, but it's just amazing when you're fishing a river system, you never know quite what you're going to catch.
1: Well, you know, like I've always said, the Mississippi River, even, well, any river, Crow River, Mississippi, the Rub River, they're, they're probably in the state of Minnesota. One of the best resources for fish in the country, and there's not a lot of people are fishing.
2: That's right. You know, on, and on the river below Red Wing, it gets a lot of pressure in the spring, early, early summer. But then after that, it's very minimal. Yesterday, there were a few boats. A lot of them were fishing sunfish, but uh, not very many. If you. I was fishing on Pepin, and uh, if you take the amount of water out there, acreage of water per boat, it was very, very minimal.
0: So another question I have, Terry Tackletuma is our uh, guest here on Outdoor Adventures. If you got a question or a comment, 651-989-5855. Uh, we eight five five. We're talking a little bit about plastics earlier in the show, and I know you uh, use a lot of artificial. Is it something that now uh, you're just more using crankbaits, artificials rather than the live baits, Terry, or you still use a lot of live bait?
2: For bass, I only use uh, artificials, plastics and crankbaits. I don't use a lot of spinner baits, but crank baits and plastics. A lot of wacky worm fishing, and then also two and some uh, Carolina rigging, and uh, I, I use live bait for uh, generally speaking for jigging for walleyes, or when you're live bait rigging for walleyes, either leeches, minnows, or crawlers. And that's probably the extent of it. For crappies, uh, I will use um, minnows depending on the situation. And for sunfish, most of the time, it'll be small panfish leeches or a piece of a crawler.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I, I use, for, for, for the panfish and the crappies on my lakes that I'm fishing around up here, I use the, the Berkeley Gulf minnows. They got them. But, you know, I, some days it really works good. And some days you got to go back to the, the, the leeches and the, and the live minnows.
2: I mean, yeah, you really do it. It's, and a, and
1: it's, it's really just time and a place. Some days that the plastic really works good, and yeah. some days you got to have that live minnow on there.
2: Oh well, yes, that's exactly right. And it really depends what you're trying trying to do. Is you know, depending on the mood of these fish. But under most conditions, I think if you average it out, I know I done some. I do quite a bit of research, and if you took the crappie tournaments throughout the nation, most of the crappie tournaments are won. With uh, uh, with live bait, but also too, I've been doing some experience—not new by no means—but tro- uh, throwing or casting or trolling some of these ultralight wrapper crankbaits uh, for crappies, and I think there's a lot to be said about that. Most anglers do not do that, but if you go out and cast these in certain, you know, pinpointed uh, areas, you will catch these crappies, especially the bigger ones.
0: Tackle Terry Tuma is our guest here on Outdoor Adventures. We've got to take a break for the bottom of the hour news, but we'll have uh, more in-depth information. And i got to ask him uh, how to how to sort through the right fish because I keep catching the wrong ones, the ones I'm not targeting. So maybe, Terry, you he can uh, help me out with that a little bit here after the break. So we'll continue on here with Tackle Terry Tuma. Chris Kudak, I'm Stan Poggle for Outdoor Adventures, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app.
1: I'm just a common man, drive a common van, my dog ain't got a pedigree. If I have my say, gonna stay that way, cause high-brow people lose their sanity, and a common man is what I'll
0: be. Into the second half of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and free iHeartRadio app. I'm Stan Poggle, joined by my host, Chris kudak and we also got tackle terry tuma on the line and terry i have a tough one for you here there may not be a correct answer to this one but i'll i'll set up the situation here i was out a couple of weeks ago uh trolling a reef uh kind of on the edge of a reef it it goes up to probably about seven eight feet and then drops off on the sides all the way out to about 25 and then it really drops off into some deeper water i tried rock pot deep rock piles I tried another uh, sandy point off on another section of, of the lake, and uh, I, was, I was targeting walleyes. I caught bass. I caught northerns. I caught some fish. I caught rock bass, but no walleyes. So now what do I do?
2: Well, I think, first of all, uh, what I would uh, definitely do, were you trolling live bait or were you trolling crankbaits?
0: Uh, leeches and minnows.
2: Okay. I guess what I would a uh, couple things I would do. One is I would definitely troll crankbaits. Uh, with, the, with, with the different sizes, different colors, that's one thing. You can always use, always use lead core. Uh, that would be one. And just trying to um, find out where these fish actually are at. And then also, too, on a lot of these lakes, and I think so often we, we sort of forget about that. They can, uh, walleyes can go very, very deep, uh, which is not uncommon. I plant walleyes in 50-plus feet of water. Uh, with jigs, of course, but then also, too, there's a lot of walleyes that are, are relating to weeds, uh, right at the weed edges, right even inside the weeds on many bodies of water, even we call walleyes up in Canada in the weeds, and I think that's so often uh, uh, just uh, an area that we don't know that walleyes are in there, and we don't want to fish it. I hear so many comments about, well, all we do is get snagged, we get hung up in the weeds, we get hung up in the weeds, but there are certain applications that we can provide to catch those wallies in weeds and there's a lot of wallies in these weeds
0: well i was uh along the weed line because i did catch a lot of weeds in fact the northern i caught was in the weeds and i i thought i had a muskie on it first it was pulling so hard i had to put the boat in reverse just to catch up to him but then it was just a big pile of weeds with a little snake inside of it so
2: oh yes and, and you but uh the while I, our northern pike do like uh, weeds, there's no question about that. But really what it is, it it, it amounts to, you know, the search factor uh, is, you know, finding out exactly where these fish are. You know, and, you know, it can be a, a deep point. It could be, uh, you know, as you mentioned, some rocks and so forth. And the biggest factor here is is if you can, you know, are able to, and I'm sure you already did it, but is, you know, run the, area that you want to fish and see if you can mark any of these fish. Generally speaking, if you find bait fish, you'll find walleye right below that. Yep. Also on many bodies of water, I think it's very, very much overlooked, especially larger bodies of water. These walleye can suspend away from structure. And the best way to catch those out in the open, basically, is just throw crankbaits at a certain depth.
0: Yeah, and I did see a lot of bait fish and some marks, and I did kind of hit those areas a little more specifically, but just out of curiosity, is it maybe just a spot where uh, maybe I'm just outnumbered between the other fish that they're stealing my bait away before before the walleyes are maybe enticed enough to grab it?
2: Well, uh, generally speaking, uh, I would say that's probably an area where there were a lot of other fish and maybe no walleyes in that area, but a good way to eliminate a lot of this is, again, is to uh, run crankbaits. I I really believe that crankbait fishing, and we've done it on so many bodies of water for wasps, is extremely, extremely productive. Also, too, uh, is, you know, trying to avoid fishing pressure early morning, late evening hours, also a factor. And the weather conditions, also a big, big factor in catching not only wasps, but all species of fish.
0: Well, maybe that's my problem, Kudak. I was out there trying to get myself bronzed up for the weekend. You know, maybe that's, maybe the conditions weren't right.
1: Well, I can about imagine what you, how you were fishing and what you were doing because <laughs> we've seen you fish walleye before, and it's uh you know there's a lot of stuff rolling around in the bottom of the boat that's
2: maybe got a factor into this problem <laughs> well, you know it really you know and and the other thing too i I think so often is that when we're uh, trolling or casting or whatever, or retrieving, it doesn't make any difference, uh, is that we have a tendency to fish too fast. Uh, and I, same thing yesterday, when I dropped down from a baitcaster to a spinning reel with number four shad wraps, I really uh, was retrieving extremely slow. And that was a ticket in catching these fish. And we have this tendency, almost to the point, I think, sometimes where we burn these lures, uh, we're moving way too fast. And let the fish tell you exactly what speed they want.
1: Well, just
2: like I told these guys the
1: other day, I said, we're, we're, we're out there and we're trolling and, and we're, we're, rigging, we're, we're fishing for bass. And I said, if you think you're going slow enough, you're not going slow enough. Go slower. I said, until the they tell you what they want. I says, you know, we're drifting, we threw a couple of drift sites out, we were fishing some big rocks and you know, a couple guys were pitching jigs and I was rigging you know, I was kinda of rigging with the plastic, like a wacky worm type deal, and pretty soon we slowed down a little more and we you know, you had to drop it right on their heads. Oh yeah. We got fish. we got we got fish, you know, and I says I told the guys, If you if you think you're going too slow, you're not going slow enough. Slow down.
2: That's right. Well, and I think that applies, you know, uh, uh, to, um, you know, not only, uh, I should say, you know, the walleyes or the bass, but almost every species of fish is that we just, you know, fish too fast. Same thing with jigging for walleyes and so forth. You see so many anglers up and down, up and down, up and down, Uh, you know, vertical jigging, and many times just a real slow up and down or just holding it, you know, exactly where uh, the fish are right in that strike zone, and that's going to be really the ticket to success, and every day is different. Uh, That's something else that we just, uh, we don't relate to, Uh, you know, I call it, um, you know, the one-peat method of fishing where we, you know, die with a lure, die with uh, a certain location, and it costs us a lot of fish.
1: Yeah, you know, different colors, different days. I mean, cloudy days, you might want to go to a brighter, brighter color or, you know, it, it you, you know, you got to change with the weather. You got to change what's going on. And, and it, like you said, it doesn't hurt to try something new once in a while.
2: No, it really doesn't, you know, and there's so much. I've worked with uh, colors for so many, many, many years, and it's just amazing how color can make a drastic difference. In fact, I was out fishing bass locally, and uh, right after that real severe cold front we had last week, and uh, so I I was doing some experiment, Carolina rigging, uh, no takers whatsoever, a couple of little uh, ticks, and then I went to uh, uh, nothing with crankbaits, so I went to the Wacky Worm. And I thought, oh, I'm going to, you know, the green pumpkin was, I was catching fish on the green pumpkin. Again, very, very slow. Uh, a lot of times uh, just stopping it and let it uh, sit, uh, sort of a death-sick approach. So I went and tried different colors of wacky worms, not a fish. So I had to go back to the green pumpkin.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's the colors like this This guy that sent me these, these, these worms from over in Prescott, Wisconsin. He's got one that's... Uh, it's like a wacky worm and it floats. And what he's got in there, it's a fleck or the, it's a brown with fleck in it, gold and, and red. And, and I'll tell you what, I used it all day the other day. And boy, did I catch fish on that thing. And, you know, weedless hook. And, and I, you know, I used it just like a rig. I put a rattle sinker on it with a rattle bead above it by a swivel. And, and I went to like, you know, lighter line, lighter uh, uh, chlorocarbon. And boy, boy, it was it was like night and day. I had 10 pound, they wouldn't touch it, but boy, I went to that light line and a little different different noise to bounce off the rocks, and I got their attention.
2: Yes, well, and and then too, uh, Chris, color is a big, big factor, even though it's downplayed so many times, even in the articles. Uh, and again, I tried to study a lot of these in, uh, with color, and there were uh, fish biologists released a study. Uh, this is a little a while ago saying game fish now can decipher colors more so than a human eye can. And but what we also have to understand is that first we have to you know figure out or experiment with what kind of baits and lures. Then we need to tune, uh, fine tune with colors. Color is a big factor. I've done so much. Uh, work with crankbait colors and so forth. It's just amazing if you keep an open mind how a color is going to work. One color, as you mentioned, does not work every single day, all day long.
0: And uh, if it does, you're a very lucky fisherman, that is for sure. Tackle Terry Tuma, thanks for checking in. I know you do a lot of things for the outdoor news publication. you got videos and uh, articles on there, and you also do seminars. Uh, Where else can people uh, find your work?
2: Well, generally speaking, you know, they can email me, terry at outdoornews.com, if there's any questions. Uh, we'll be doing the CLAM Pro Day, and Chris is going to, you're going to be there, I believe. Uh, we're going up to Lake of the Woods for the disabled veteran f- function in a couple of weeks. Uh, there'll be 60 disabled veterans, and we'll be out and about. Uh, um, we do uh, TV, channel, uh, CCX media, uh, YouTube, just a lot of stuff going on every single day.
0: Well, we appreciate you coming on, as always, Terry, and uh, good times out on the water here. And uh, thanks for helping out as well. Is that that Pay It Forward event you're going to be at up at Lake of the Woods? Yes, it is. That is a, a great thing. We, uh, we're going to talk about that here in the next segment a little bit, too. So I uh, appreciate your time, as always. It's uh, good information and a lot of fun. Thanks for checking in.
2: Well, you're sure welcome, guys. And good luck to you guys fishing and to all of our listeners. Have a great day. We've got a lot of good fishing left. Excellent. We'll see you at the Clam Pro Day, Terry, this uh,
0: couple weeks. That is uh, Tackle Terry Tuma here on Outdoor Adventures. Well, Kuduk, we got one final segment here to go. We'll chat about that tournament that Terry's going to be involved in, a great thing for the veterans that they do up there. Also, uh, a couple other uh, laws going into effect, and we'll chat a little bit of deer hunting stuff, uh, because that all new is out, as well as that uh, latest big uh, poaching incident that we got to get to as well. So we'll discuss all that and wrap things up here on Outdoor Adventures, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. Out in
1: the West Texas town of El Paso, I fell in love with a Mexican girl time would find
0: me in Rose's Cantina. Music would play in knew new world. One final segment of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and the free iHeartRadio app. Now, I heard, Kudak, you may be heading south. I'm not going to have to uh, pack up the pesos and come and get you, am I? Well, you never know. Oh, boy, that sounds like trouble
1: yeah I might go for a few days uh, you know i uh i got an invite to go go south so i uh,
0: i might south? just
1: uh decide to go south for uh, 3 4 days
0: so uh looking for a secretary then are you no, no 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 no
1: just, just going down to uh, with a few buddies and uh, Uh, I don't know what we're going to do
0: yet. All right. Sounds like trouble to me, but uh, we'll look forward to that story when you uh, get back from there. But I wanted to mention this. Terry uh, alluded to it a little bit in the last segment, but the 2018 Pay It Forward event, that's going to be the 20th through the 23rd up at Lake of the Woods. So if you're a veteran or you know of a veteran who would maybe be interested in doing some fishing, I understand it's an all-expenses-paid trip. It's kind of a way to say thank you to the vets up there. Uh, you can go to payitforwardlow.org dot org if you would like more information on that. So that's that's a great thing because uh, a lot of veterans they love the outdoors and uh, what they did for us. It's good that uh, a lot of people are giving back, especially those up at Lake of the Woods there.
1: You bet! Uh, it's a good good deal. A lot of good people up there, and also we can't forget that uh, you know hunting season's right around the corner. Archery season opens up here pretty quick. And, yeah, it's a month you know, away, away only. That, that, Veterans can go up to Ripley. And they got the archery hunt up there for the veterans, and you know they can go to the DNR website or or maybe Outdoor News, and they post it. Outdoors Weekly post it in the back, or you know get on the computer. And, and if you know some of these guys want to go hunting, and they, you know it's it's a good deal. They got good people up there. A
0: few other things to get to in the news of the week. We got some good news. We got some bad news. We'll start with some of the bad news, I guess. Uh, the first. Occurrence of starry stonewort has been confirmed in Medicine Lake here in Hennepin County up there by Plymouth. So uh that's now one of twelve lakes in the state where starry stonewort has been confirmed and sounds like another thing that kind of makes a mad almost like a like a milfoil. So you know, we've talked a lot about invasive species in the past here and it's 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 another one on a long list of invasive species that are that are getting into our waterways.
1: Yeah, it's you know that's that's a bad one there because it, it's a big it's a big mat and you can't get through it with your boats and you know hopefully they can find something that'll kill that or get get it out of there because it's that's not a good one.
0: Well, from what I understand, it's never been fully eradicated, but there are ways, and I guess they are uh, planning on doing some treatments already. I believe even yet this year on Medicine Lake, so to kind of help uh, help prevent the spread of it. So uh, just a quick reminder, of course, most of us know, but some of us, you know, you get in a hurry or you may be new to the industry, uh, make sure you clean those trailers off. I mean, there's signs everywhere. If you don't know how to do that by now, uh, in my opinion, you shouldn't be out fishing. Uh, let's move on to the next thing here, Little Allen's Law, That has uh, went into effect as of August 1st. And I don't know why they didn't do this a long time ago, but if you get a DWI, basically on any vehicle, you lose your driving pri- privileges for all others. So if you get one in your car, you used to be able to drive a boat or a four wheeler or a snowmobile, no more. If you get a DWI, uh, you're basically going to be after riding the pedal bike or the old uh, sneakers if you want to get around.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. They, you know, it's 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 a it's a good law. You know the poor little feller got got killed by that guy in a snowmobile, and I didn't. Know, I don't know all the facts, but I I believe he was had alcohol in the system, and he had a DWI before that. Uh, you know what? You got to pay the price if you're going to screw around. You got to pay the price.
0: Yep. So uh, that's a that's a good thing I think for everybody there, and good news for you, Kudak. I I might have to get into one of your deer stands this year. I heard you had, may have an extra one for me, but more opportunities this fall it sounds like for deer hunters. This year, there are more deer permit areas where hunters will be able to use bonus permits to harvest more than one deer and fewer areas where hunters need to apply in a lottery to shoot an antlerless deer. Uh, hunters will be able to buy deer license and apply for the lottery for antlerless permits beginning on August 1st, which was a couple of days ago. Deadline for that is Thursday, September 6th. And then the bow hunters, they get out Saturday, September 15th in the... uh Regular firearm season Saturday, November third. So you know, on Thursday, November first, and Friday, November second, we are going to be up at Hickley for the big deer opener this year again.
1: Yes, we are, and you—you uh, uh, you already are too late for the deer stand because we got—we uh, are—we already got someone coming. A celebrity type person coming hunting with me this
0: well, year. Well, one not that so be? A, of, who's more, of, hey, who's more celebrity here in the in the Twin Cities metro than this guy? I mean, come on.
1: We got Rod Roger coming up to go deer hunting. We got a, uh. we, got a box, we got a box stand for him. Well, the 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 anniversary people, Elby and Karen. They're, he's going to be hunting over on Elby's land, uh, uh, right along the Rum River there, in a big box stand where there's plenty of deer. So. We'll see how many he can get this year. Well,
0: I may have to uh, come and uh, kick you in a leg or something, give you a Charlie horse. That'll be an excuse. He won't be able to get up in the stand, and I can just use yours. Well,
1: I drive my four-wheeler to mine, so <laughs> it's not a problem. You would have to kick sure, because he's going to have to walk a little ways to get his. No. I, me and Joe, my son, hunts with me, you know, and uh, he gets on the back of the four-wheeler at four o'clock in the morning. I drive down, put him in his stand, and I go take my four-wheeler, drive a little ways farther, and, I park my four-wheeler, and I walk in the rest of the way. So uh, if you talk to Elby, maybe he'll let you sit at the kitchen table and shoot him out the window because they're in his bird feeders every
0: <laughs> night. Yeah, I don't know how uh, safe and uh, effective that would be, but it uh, should be a good time. Looking forward to that. We'll be up there. Uh, it's at Hinkley this year, if I remember right, right?
1: Yeah, yeah we're at Hinkley on uh, Thursday for the festivities and this will be the governor Dayton last time i believe i'm, I'm guessing and,
0: you're kind of happy about that the way it sounds
1: well yeah <laughs> you, you, you know where i disappear every time he gets up and speaks don't you
0: well yeah you go straight to the bar because he can't handle it
1: yeah, yeah 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 uh we'll just leave that we'll just leave that at that <laughs> but uh i I'm, I'm hoping and i'm hoping that somebody will ask these people that are running for governor if they support the NRA uh, if they would go for the casinos in the state and gambling at least put gambling in the resort slot machines and you know whatever you know to pay some of our taxes in this state and I, and I'm hoping I'm hoping when they do a debate because I'd sure like to sit in there and I, I got a handful of questions and I asked them to see what they'd say you know if it's plenty or the other one there was a lady that was on here here this morning on the news I was watching that she's against the NRA and against this, against that. Well, I guarantee you she ain't get my vote.
0: Yeah, exactly. So uh that primary's coming up August fourteenth. So uh week from Tuesday, so make sure you get out and uh and vote for your candidate because if you don't then you can't really uh Whine about it after the fact. A uh, couple of minutes here, Kudak, to wrap things up before we get to the next show. Uh, Jamar and Patwin are waiting patiently. Black Democrat, Black Republican coming up here after the news at the top of the hour. But we had the big bus down there. Uh, what was it? I believe down, what, Fairmont or something in that area? Yeah. Um, it was Minnesota a couple.
1: Minnesota. Yeah. What'd they, what'd they have? 200, 200 or...
0: 273 yeah. crappies.
1: Yes. Okay. Here's the deal on that one. Here, here's my take. Who I don't know who it was. I have no idea. White, whoever it was, uh, whoever caught you—you know—you're—you're you're, you're smart enough to go buy a license from the bait store. You get your license, you get your stuff. You should be able to read the regulations. You know, whatever. Yep. If you get caught like that, and I don't care if it's deer hunting, duck hunting, pheasant hunting—if you get caught poaching, they should put your name in every outdoor paper, put you on the news, and plaster you everywhere and then they should give you the biggest fine you can get and you should lose your hunting privileges for 10 years
0: yeah i well i think in a case like this i mean they were 25 limits over and it sounded like it was one of those situations they admitted it right away when the cops showed up at the door or the ceo showed up at the door but at the same time uh you know it's uncalled for and i think they got a little overzealous but yeah, I agree. You definitely have to take away their privileges if you're going to be that uh, brazen about it and, and and go that far over the line. That that in my case is just unbelievable and ridiculous. Well, so,
1: you know, I mean, if you're one or two, or I mean, if you, I mean, you can make mistakes. I yep. mean, nobody in this country, nobody in this world is perfect. Yep. I mean, you can make mistakes. Yeah, I but you know,
0: I, you know, when you're 250 fish over the limit, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you need need a hefty fine.
1: That's like going to shoot five deer and say you only got one.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, we got to go, buddy. You enjoy the week. I will talk to you. Take her easy. That is legendary guy in freshwater fishing Hall of Famer Chris Kudak. I'm Stan Poggle, average everyday outdoorsman and two-time reigning bottle bass champion. Thanks for checking in with Outdoor Adventures. Black Republican, Black Democrat. Coming up next.